0: My chains fell off, my heart was free, you can sit down, brother, unless you want to stand and testify, go ahead, it's all right with me, me give some life to the rest of the people in here, brother, it's a dead crowd, amen, my chains fell off, my heart is free, no condemnation, clothed in the righteousness of Christ, bold I approach the throne, wow, those are just powerful, powerful thoughts. An amazing, amazing love that God would die for me. Amen? Amen. He's good. All right, take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 26. I know you're jumping for joy inside. It just doesn't show on the outside. At least some of you. Others of you are probably just dead. (laughs) Psalm 26. We read this psalm this morning. And read it again. I'm going to just spend a few minutes here. What I want to talk to you about this afternoon is, is the character of a holy, completely, W-H-O-L-L-Y, completely devoted heart. What does it look like? What, is a, what does a heart that is devoted to God completely look like? And we're going to see some of that in this passage. Just go ahead and read it together. Well, you just follow along as I read. David says, Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers, and will not sit with the wicked. I will wash mine hands in innocency, so will I compass thine altar, O Lord, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloody men, in whose hands is mischief and their right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I will walk in mine integrity, redeem me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth in an even place in the congregation. Will I bless the Lord? As we read through this psalm, one might read this passage and think that that David is pretty presumptuous here, or arrogant, uh, claiming his righteousness. You look in verse 1, he says, "'Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity.'" I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore I shall not slide. He says in verse 3, for thy loving kindness before mine eyes. I have walked in truth. Verse 4, I have not sat with vain persons. Verse 5, I have hated the congregation of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. You could read that and, and, and think that David is somehow being arrogant or flaunting his own righteousness when he says, I've done all of these things, but but I, I really believe what you actually find here is a demonstration of the heart of somebody who is truly, truly, truly desiring to be pleasing to the Lord. Like the most important thing in his life is to be right with God and to honor the Lord. And I think he's simply demonstrating wholehearted devotion to God. And that's where we're going to go this afternoon and examine some of these features. And the title of the message is The Character of a Holy, Devoted Heart. And let's pray and then we'll just take a few minutes and walk through these things. And prayerfully be encouraging and challenging all at the same time uh, to, to you, God's people today. And we'll examine our own heart am I this kind of a person? Are these character qualities in me? Does this demonstrate or show my life too? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, would you help us and encourage us and challenge us with the word? Thank you that we have it. Thank you that we can examine it. Thank you that it's a a mirror to show us what manner of men we are. And Lord, I pray that we would be serious about looking into the perfect law of liberty and continuing therein. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The first characteristic of a a holy, completely devoted heart that we find here is in verses 1 and 2. And that is that this is the heart that desires to be tested by God. In verse 1, David says, Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. David's first characteristic or the characteristic of a heart that is devoted to the Lord is one who desires to be tested of God. David said, judge me, O Lord. He said in verse 2, examine me, prove me, try my reins and my heart. His burning desire to be right with God and to be pleasing with the, to the Lord led him to the heart that said, Lord, I want you to examine me in my heart because I want to be right with you. And so, Lord, I want you to examine my heart and judge me. An intense desire to be right with the Lord. And he says, test me. He says, try me. He says, prove me. Show me my faults. Let's just stop right there for a second. How many of you like your faults being pointed out to you? you know, we, are, we have the tendency to be self-righteous and to be proud. And we don't even like it when other people tell us where we're wrong or point out our faults to us, let alone the Lord. And we would have the right words. Oh, Lord, yes, Lord, I want to be right with you. Lord, prove me, try me, Lord, test me. But you know that sometimes that means purging. That means hardship. We say, Lord, try me. Lord, test me. That's going to mean some hardship and some trial. And we don't want to go there. We don't want to do that. And we are self-righteous. We look to ourselves uh, to, to gratify ourselves, even in where we're at in our spiritual life. But David said, my desire, Lord, is to be so right with you that I want you to examine me. I want you to try me. David consistently displayed that heart attitude. Another example is in Psalm 139. Psalm 139 and verse 23. David says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Search me and know my heart. Try me, know my thoughts. Lord, you show me if there's any wicked way in me. Job had the same kind of attitude with the Lord. In Job chapter 13, go back over there. Job chapter 13 and verse 23. Job says, how many are mine iniquities and sins? It's a question mark, right? Right? But then he says, make me to know my transgression and my sin. His heart had to be humble before the Lord to ask the Lord to show him his transgression, to show him his sin. And the implication is, is that a lot of times we don't even know all that is there. We need the Lord to expose it in our life. And whether that's the Lord through his word exposing that to us personally, whether that's through another person who is, being used of God to begin to expose areas in our life, the humble heart and the heart that desires to be right with God is a heart that wants to be tested by God. Lord, I want you to show me because I want to be right with you. Job 31 and verse 4. Job 31, 4. Doth not he see my ways and count all my steps? If I have walked with vanity... Or if my foot hath hastened to deceit, let me be weighed in an even balance that God may know mine integrity. He said, Job says it here if I've done something wrong, if I've walked in a way that is deceitful, if I've walked in pride, then let me be weighed in even balance. Show me. And I would say this afternoon, ask the question even, why was it? that David could have this attitude of heart toward the Lord to search me and to try me and to know me and to see if there is any wicked way in me. Why did he have a heart to be tested by God? Well, if you look in verse 3 of Psalm 26, David says, "...for thy loving kindness is before mine eyes." So he says, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. Why? Because thy loving kindness is before mine eyes. David did not see testing or trying or purging that is sometimes painful. He didn't see it as a negative thing. So often we do. When our faults are pointed out or exposed, our reaction is defensive. Our reaction is to, to either lash out or lash back or to be defensive or to make excuse. David didn't do that. David didn't see it as a negative thing. In fact, it was the opposite. He said, thy loving kindness is before me. He said, the reason, the reason is because this is actually something that is good in my life. And it's from a loving and a kind and merciful heavenly father. Sometimes the Lord will let us experience a little bit of trouble or negativity in order to teach us a valuable lesson that we can grow in our Christian life by. We can learn. It's like, okay, I recognize this tendency about me. It's not okay with the Lord. The Lord wants me to be better. And you know what? Thank you, Lord, for showing me that about myself because I want to be right with you. I want to be pleasing to you. We may get into a situation where, you know, we want a certain thing and we can't have it right now. We may have to wait, but the Lord wants us to because it's a good thing and it becomes a test in our life. We might find ourselves in a situation where we're currently dealing with certain things that may feel like severe trial, but it's a good thing. For the heart that is wholly devoted to the Lord, he's going to say, Lord, you test me and you try me because I want to be right with you. It's our pride that keeps us from receiving necessary instruction that is meant for our good. We don't like our faults being pointed out because it injures our pride. So often we're not, we'll not have this same heart attitude where we say, Lord, try me, test me, see if there be any wicked way in me. And we won't do that because we know the Lord's going to take us up on it if we're serious about it. And we just don't want to submit ourselves to the Lord. Because It's painful. And it's hard, and it's our sinful pride that stands in the way. It's the sinful pride of the heart that causes a man to react so negatively to the counsel and advice of his pastor because he loves him. It's the sinful pride of a man who causes him to react so negatively to the words of his wife when his faults are pointed out or vice versa. It's our sinful pride. But the one who is wholly devoted to the Lord and truly desires to please the Lord and be right with the Lord and to be like Christ is gladly going to submit himself or herself to the scrutiny of the Lord even if it's painful. Why? Because I see it as something that is from a loving and a kind God, my heavenly Father, who only does good things for me. The attitude of, you know what? It is a privilege that God would care for me, that God would work in my heart when I am so undeserving. It is a privilege that He would care for me. And so the one who is devoted to the Lord, as David said, judge me. He said, examine me. Try me. Try my reins. Try my heart. Because I want to be right with you. Do you have that heart desire? The desire to be tested of God. Secondly, we see at the end of verse 3, He says, for thy loving kindness is before mine eyes. And he says, I have walked in thy truth. Here's another characteristic of a holy, devoted heart is that he adheres to the word of God. He adheres to the word of God. He says, I have walked in thy truth. To walk in the Lord's truth means to walk in the Lord's ways. And I have walked in the Lord's ways. I choose the will of God for how I live my life. I choose the will of God as revealed in the word of God for the pattern of my life rather than the imaginations of my own heart and my own will. In other words, I set my own will aside if it's different and I want to adhere to the word of God and let the word of God dictate how I live my life. What is it that keeps us from truly saying whatever you want, Lord, however you want me to live, however you want me to dress, however you want me to conduct my life, whatever it is that you want, Lord, I'm yours. Whatever you want out of my life, it is fine with me. Lord, whatever you want, that's what I want. What is it that keeps us from saying that? What is it that keeps us from coming to those kinds of conclusions that my life is subject to the will of God and Lord, you show me what it is and I'll submit myself to it. I'll look into the word of God. Lord, I want your word to dictate my life. What is it that keeps us from coming to those conclusions and then following through in practical Christian living? Maybe it's a stubborn will that doesn't want to give up control. This is the way I am. This is the way I like it. This is how I want to live my life. And we won't submit ourselves to to biblical standards. And really the question is, is it biblical? Is it something that is here? Is it something that's in the Word of God? If it is, then the truly devoted Christian is going to be willing to submit themselves to it if I'm completely devoted to the Lord. But see, where we get off is when there are these parts of my life that I want to dictate and control, and I'll say, Lord, I'm submitted to your will, but here's something that is defined in the Word of God, but that's not exactly how I'm living over here. Am I devoted to the Lord? Truly? David said, I have walked, I've lived in thy truth. It's the Lord's truth that has dictated my life. And look at verse 4. He says, I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. You know, here's another characteristic of one who's truly devoted to the Lord is that he separates himself from the enemies of God. David said, I have not sat with vain persons. Neither will I go in with dissemblers. He says, I have hated the congregation of evildoers. I will not sit with the wicked. One who is truly devoted to Christ and wholly devoted to the Lord is going to separate himself from the enemies of God. You know, let me say this to you. We'll just get right to the point. The evil communications of this world will corrupt the child of God. They absolutely will. And we might not hang out with those out there in the world and evildoers, but, and you know, the Word of God commands us to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. And we might not hang out with or be best friends with the unsaved crowd, as it were. But let me tell you this, and and hear me well, church member, the influences of this world can still take hold of our life depending on what we allow to influence our life. The truly devoted Christian is at least going to have it in his heart to be very careful as to what they allow to influence their life. Especially, especially if it's something that is in the world. Listen, anything, anything that can dethrone God in your life is the enemy of God. And the wholehearted Christian is going to have a heart to examine his heart and life and say, I I want to be separate from the world and separated unto God because I love you. friend of the world is an enemy of God. The things that we allow into our life, the things we allow into our homes can be just as much an enemy to God as people who are evildoers out there. The holy devoted heart is going to separate himself from the enemies of God. And be careful not to let anything dethrone God in my life. David said, I haven't done that. I'm not going to do that because I want to be right with the Lord. Listen, Satan can't get you to worship him if you're saved, if you're a child of God. But if he can keep you from worshiping the Lord in some way in your life, he's gained victory. He's robbed God of honor and glory. If he can keep you from worshiping the Lord. He adheres to the Word of God. He wants to be tested of the Lord. He separates himself from the enemies of God. Now look at verse 6. He says, I will wash mine hands in innocency, so will I compass thine altar, O Lord. Here we find that the one who is wholly devoted to the Lord is one who desires to be right with others so that he can be right with God. Now, how do you find that? Well, the word innocency in verse 6, I will wash mine hands in innocency. That word means cleanness or clearness. In other words, in other words, what it's talking about is being clear in the conscience, being clear in there, our relationships with other people so that we can be right with God. The sons of Aaron in the Old Testament, they had to wash their hands at the laver before they came to the altar of incense and into the presence of God. And it was symbolic of cleanness or, 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 or being clear before service. In order to You have to be clean in order to fully serve. In Matthew chapter 5, just turn over there, in Matthew chapter 5, It's the same thought and idea that Jesus presents here in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 23. Jesus says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. In other words, there's got to be a clearness and cleanness before service. And Jesus makes this point very clear. You're coming to do service to the Lord. You're coming to give your offering to the Lord and you remember that your brother has odd against you. Leave what you're doing. First go make it right with your brother, then come back and serve the Lord. The one who is truly desiring to be right with God needs to be right with others so they can be right with God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we're commanded to examine ourselves before we come to the Lord's table And if there's an issue between brothers that needs to be dealt with, it needs to be dealt with now so that we can be accepted of the Lord. Listen, what I'm saying is the wholehearted Christian is going to do all that he can do in his own power to try to be right with his brother so that he can be right with the Lord. In other words... It's not okay to say, you know what, I know Jordan, Jordan's a jerk on the inside. Laura doesn't think so, at least there's one person that doesn't. <laughs> Jordan's got an issue with me, but I don't care. That's not okay. Jordan is the way he is, he thinks the way that he is. Whatever, I don't need to be his friend. I don't care. That's not okay. You come to do service to the Lord. You remember that your brother has ought against you. Your job, your job to first go to your brother and try to be reconciled with your brother. Then come back and serve the Lord. The one who is truly devoted to the Lord is going to have that kind of a heart so that he can be right with God. He's going to be willing to humble himself so that he can be right with God. He's going to do all that he can in his own power to try to be right with his brother because he desires to be accepted and be pleasing to the Lord. The character of a wholly devoted heart is going to be one that's not going to hold a grudge either. Not only am I going to desire to be right with my brother and go try, but my heart is not to hold a grudge either or harbor ill feelings towards others. Well, you don't understand what they did. You don't understand how they offended me. You don't understand. You just don't know the feelings I have and how awful that was. You know what? Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't understand, but it's not me that you have to deal with. It's the Lord. And I know this, that the Lord said in Ephesians 4, uh, 32, to be kind and be tenderhearted and to be forgiving one of another. Why? Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Meaning your offense to God is far greater than their offense to you. And the Lord still forgave you. but you don't really understand the pain that I'm feeling. I don't understand the pain that I caused God either. Sometimes, listen, it just takes the humble heart that says, like, I want to be right with the Lord more than anything else. And yeah, that's hurtful. But you know what? I don't deserve God's love. I don't deserve God's forgiveness either. And so, brother... I need to tell you something. I've been holding feelings inside toward you for this thing. And I need to make it right with you so that I can be right with the Lord. Is that you? Is that the heart that you have more than anything else to be right with the Lord? So I need to be right with my brother. David says, I will wash mine hands in innocency, clearness. I need to be clean and clear with my fellow man. Look at verse 8. Go back to Psalm 26 and look at verse 8. He says, Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. David says, I've loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. The holy devoted heart, friend, loves the house of God. Here's another characteristic. He loves the house of God. Why did David love the habitation of the Lord? He loved the house of God because of who was there. He said, the place where thine thine honor dwelleth. The Lord was there. I love the place where the Lord is. But you know what, friends? The Lord delights in meeting with his people. The Lord delights in God's people assembling together. It is a command of the Lord. The Lord delights to meet with his people here. And the question is, do you? Do you? Sometimes people, well, we come to church, and that's the thing that we're supposed to do as good Baptists. But you know, before the the last amen is done ringing around the room, boom, pff, they're out the door. They don't love to stick around and fellowship with God's people and be in the place where the Lord is and where God's people are. Do you love the fellowship of the brethren? He love to be around God's people. It's a work day. It's Great Commission Day. I love to serve the Lord. I'm glad we have the project, but I love you. I love being around you. I love doing it together. I love God's people. It encourages me to be around God's people. I love the fellowship to talk about whatever we're talking about, but we have this bond in Christ. I love that. I love to be around the people of God. Do you? They don't come around. No way. It's a work day? I ain't here. No way. Out. I'm out. Great Commission Day? What's that? I'm not trying to put pressure on you to be around at things. I'm just asking the question. Do you love the place where the Lord's honor is? Do you love the habitation? The house of God? Do you love God's people? One who's devoted to the Lord is also going to love those same things. Look at verse 7. That I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Look at verse 12. My foot standeth in an even place. In the congregation will I bless the Lord. Here's another characteristic of a holy, devoted heart. He will testify for God and give praise to God. He testifies for God and praises God. We we saw here that David said that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. In verse 12, in the congregations will I bless the Lord. He's most thankful and willing to tell of all the wonderful works of God in his own life. Not just in church, friend, but to the world that needs to hear and to know the love of God. He's not afraid to praise the name of the Lord, even at work or in a restaurant. I'm not afraid to give praise to my God and be thankful unto him and to bless his name. You know what? The one who is truly devoted to the Lord is going to want to be close to the Lord. But you know what I found in my life? That you cannot separate being close to the Lord from also telling others about the Lord. In other words, the closer I get to the Lord in my own life, the more that I want to tell other people about Him. And the times that I have walked with God the closest, the times that I have been the closest to the Lord in my personal life, are also the same times that my personal witness has been uh, 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 magnified or amplified. When was the last time you publicly praised the Lord and testified of what God has done for you? To the unsaved. To the unsaved. It's easy to do in church. Let me just, we should. In the congregation, we should bless the Lord. And we should tell of all of his wonderful works in my life. We should do that in the congregation. But what about to the unsaved? To publish of all the wonderful works to the unsaved. Listen, in church, people aren't going to think you're weird for doing it. Well, we might. But, you know. But what about them? Out there to just publicly give praise to God. I think it's interesting sometimes, you know, you see professional athletes and they'll publicly testify, I want to give praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And they'll do that on TV. They'll do that publicly, even to the scoffing of many others. You say, oh, they play on Sunday, so they can't possibly be Christians. might be true. But you know what? Many times they have more boldness to give thanks to the Lord than God's people do. But the one who is wholly devoted to the Lord, as David says in verse 7, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving. I'm so thankful for what the Lord has done in my life. And it shows, it exudes out of me and from the words that I say. I want to be more like that myself. Amen? I want to be more like that personally. David is expressing his complete devotion to the Lord. He's showing the character of a heart that is wholly, completely given to God. And the question then is, are these same qualities true of you? We say you love the Lord. We say we're devoted to the Lord. Easy words to say. But if we really are, it's going to show in the way that we live. Are you truly devoted to the Lord? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, would you just take these simple thoughts and truths May they be a challenge to us. And Father, I pray that You'd help us to truly draw close to You. Be people who are characterized by lives that are completely devoted to Christ. In Jesus' name, Amen.